What's up? You know when you go out into public? Do I? <laughs> uh, and sometimes you see people you don't want to see. Do I? Which is really, I think, most people. I I like seeing some people. The people I would put on the list of people I don't want to see are like ex-employers mm. or like people that were your friends but they're mm-hmm. not your friends anymore. Yeah. But I like people I like. Yeah. I like seeing them. <laughs> right. Uh, I, reflecting back upon my life, think there are a couple of ways... I guess should I ask how do you how do you handle seeing someone you don't want to see in public? You know, I think after we've been locked inside for so long, I've lost a lot of my social skills, and so I'm trying to call them back to me <laughs> uh, because I used to have these kinds of skills, and I want them to come back because I saw someone in public today I didn't want to see, oh, no. and like my my first response was just my whole body to tense up. And that wasn't helpful. And I think the more I sat in the moment, uh, there's the trick where you like, you like lean your hair. If you have longer hair, just kind of like look down and lean your head forward. And then it becomes a curtain (laughs) and it hides your identity. Yeah. You know, do you have any other tricks like that? I normally, so when I go, so specifically is right now the only time I go out basically is to go shopping. That seems to be about the only time I leave my apartment other than to like go on walks. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I don't normally see people when I go on walks, which is nice. But when I, when I go out in public to go shopping, I first try to put on a killer outfit so that I feel great. So I have a very specific shopping outfit that I used to go out in during the fall, yeah. which is my long plaid trench coat, a beanie. Mm-hmm. I My hair was a different color. And then I also had on like a sweater and my Doc Martin boots. And then people didn't recognize me. And so then I could turn in the opposite direction and because they didn't get enough of a long look at me, they definitely did not recognize me. So mm-hmm. my tips, I, yeah, my tip is to put on a killer outfit and turn the the opposite way. <laughs> I think that becomes a problem though because now you have on an iconic outfit, and so then people will learn like that's Abby's. If you put on a killer outfit, people are going to notice the outfit and then they're going to notice you. So is the key to have a series, like to just change your look a lot before you go out? You basically, so basically you're saying you put on a disguise. Yes, basically it's disguise. And with the mask and the beanie, there's very little of my face available. Also with big glasses, Mm -hmm. like big like eyeglasses not sunglasses that would be i think a stretch but with big glasses there's barely any of my face available to see and so that really does help with the Mm. amount of like thing that people see but normally i just turn in the opposite direction and the good thing about being someone that looks like a lot of people like i've had people tell me like you look like someone i know Mm. like is that you're very anonymous in the crowd. (laughs) Nice. Because that means that there's a lot of people out there that also look like you, so. You have plausible deniability if they yell out at you, Abby, is that you? You just turn away. You're not that person. I'm not that person. Yeah. I'm just some random stranger in my random stranger. 
Huh. Okay. I think a disguise is a good move. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I would, I would beg to, I'd beg to disagree. Beg to differ. Do you think that because you need to put on less, like, striking clothes? Like, put on the worst clothes you own? <laughs> I was going to say the second part of your, of you, the way you act is to turn away. So when I saw this person today that I didn't want to see... <laughs> I did. I well, first I tensed up. Uh, we've covered this. I reacted poorly, but then I like did the hair curtain. Yep. And then I did kind of like I was thinking. I was also shopping, and so I was standing in front of an aisle, and so I did like the thinking pose, which also covered my face more. Mm. Um, but the person who saw me came towards me, realized who I was. I think. I think, oh, and no. quickly turned the other way. And oh. I think, I think that quickly moving ma- draws larger attention to the interaction, and that just then it gets more awkward. Right. Don't I, you think? Maybe I. I think part of the the part of the thing of like turning away is that you have to be far enough away mm. to have deniability, right? Because like I think. I am a person that tends to recognize people before they recognize me. So you have to be someone that recognizes people first. And Mm. then, so speaking from experience, this happened to me at an Aldi. I saw a former employer, not one that I was even on bad terms with. I just didn't want to say hi to her at Aldi. I just like, I didn't, I didn't want to have that conversation with her at an Aldi where I was already like, kind of speeding around the aisles Mm -hmm. as I do in Aldi because I like to get in and out. Mm -hmm. And so I saw her. She was, like, closing in on the checkout line. I decided from the other end of the aisle that I did not wish to see her, so I turned around and acted as if I had to go down a different aisle. Mm -hmm. And then I went down a different aisle and it was fine. She didn't recognize me. And then later that day, I went to Meyer and I saw a former coworker who I did want to see who had worked with me at that place with that former employer. And she was like, you made a good move. You would have been there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a lot. It would have been a lot. Which, coincidentally <gasps> enough, is, is the, the name, name of, of our show. show. You're so good. Best segue ever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a welcome to this show you've been listening to already for a while. Yeah. Um, if you can't tell, it is bound to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, but we, we started with a pretty simple premise, which yeah. is simply to drink some drinks. And discuss some fun quandaries, queries. We never figured, I don't think we're ever going to learn. <laughs> we're never going to know it's what it is. It's kind of both. They're kind it? of everything. Yeah. But Some it will questions. be a lot. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing we can promise you. We we never know where the conversation will go, mm-hmm. except in in ways that astound us all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but uh, today it was my turn to pick the drink. And Abby, you have a question? Prepared? I do have a question. I am interested to see what you think of my question. Okay, I'm interested to see what we think of this beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked out this beer um, kind of in a hurry because I ran into someone I didn't want to see. Um, Great. And so using Abby, our tried and true method of picking a drink purely on its label, 
we have in front of us a Sipopotamus Citra IPA. <laughs> I thought it was going to be citrus. No, it says oh, Citra. I thought it did say citrus. I wasn't reading clearly. And so enough. you laughed because you thought I was wrong. No, I, I did. <laughs> You're right. You know me too well. Alas, I was wrong in my head, correct with my mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to read the can? I'd love you? for you to do that. I really did not think the name was going to be Sipopotamus. I wanted to make clear that the the word doesn't start with the letter you would think it would start with. It starts with a C, mm-hmm. not an S. No. Which is very interesting, but they do have a nice little like uh, pronunciation guide on the side. Mm-hmm. But underneath it, it says a triple dry hot citra IPA with a humongous citrus peachy nose mm-hmm. balanced by a hippo-sized grain bill. Great. This creation is a favorite of hopheads and beer connoisseurs alike. Quench your thirst with a sippa sippa. <laughs> Isn't it great? <laughs> I did not anticipate the ending to that. I literally burst out with laughter. I did a little huh because I didn't see that coming. It was really more like a bark. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Anyways, we should also mention that this is from True Point Brewing Company in Allendale, Michigan, which apparently is a favorite of my sister. So shout out Megan. Shout out to Megan who doesn't know this podcast exists. Ooh, uh, <laughs> starting off strong. Uh, I so I picked out the label. I think it's well, it's a hippopotamus head on the front. Abby, you said you thought it was a car at first. It's like an illustrated thing. Here. I did. I kind of thought that where its nose was was headlights, mm. and then like where its ears were were the like mirrors on the side on of the, the top car. of the car. Yeah, like it's an illustration. It I can guess. be like relative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I I can't explain away the eyes though, <laughs> or the teeth. Yeah. Or the mouth. Yeah. So. It's kind of cute, though. It is a cute. It's like a little purple hippo. We got a yellow background, some green trees. Um, but yeah, I think that's what got me. It was some nice color choices here. And uh, punny name, I'm a fan. It seems like it's going to be fun. Should we open it up? I think we should open it up. Do you want to do the... The ASMR? Yeah. That was good. really hope our listeners don't hate that sound. There was a while where I, not a while, I still, I still am uncomfortable with ASMR anything. Uh, I've ever, they have like ASMR pickle, like where people eat pickles really close to a microphone. I don't like that. There was a point during uh, Snowpocalypse it was a couple years 2019? ago. 2019? Yeah. That would have been 2019. Wow, time flies. Um, time is relative. It doesn't fly. Yeah, during Snowpocalypse 2019, which in which uh, Holland, Michigan, which is where we are, uh, got so much snow that they closed our college down right. for classes the first time in the history of the school. I'm pretty positive it's the first time in the history of school they've closed for snow. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's a lie. Anyway, it was a big deal. And so we I were all like- trapped inside for a very long time because it was like below like 10 degrees outside. So they were like, don't leave your houses. 
because there's so much snow you could get stuck somewhere and you would freeze to death anyway but we watched my housemates not i not i i do not really like asmr but my housemates discovered the asmr on youtube and they found one that's like a woman taking care of you during the black plague and she's like a nun and it's literally i can't even just her whispers i hated it (laughs) i hate that i'm not a fan Anyway, should we sip this? Drink? I should probably open mine. There. I didn't want to open it in the middle of your story. I thought that'd be kind of awkward. Oh, that would have been okay. Oh, wow. Oh. It kind of smells like a carrot. Oh, no. <laughs> Not again. Not again. We had a, a incident with a kombucha that tasted like a carrot not too long ago. I really think it's more... Like, it's more peachy than carroty, but I think I think with the hops in there, it just, like, turned the yeah. peach into a carrot smell. I was going to say, I think it might be the hops that's making that smell. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That is hoppy. But not in a bad way. And it doesn't taste like carrots, which is what I was really, <laughs> really most worried about. I will say, I don't really taste peach either, though, to be honest. Do you taste any peach? I don't think so. I don't know. I think my initial thought is, like, this is a nice, like, it tastes like a fruity IPA. Like, it, ta- mm-hmm. I, it tastes like a citra, I guess. Yeah. I... But it's not like it's a peach beer, I think, is the distinction. It has the nose. The nose is peachy. But it says it's supposed to be a humongous peachy nose. Maybe Maybe. it's the carrot. You know, though, it says that, so the peach is the nose, but the grain is hippo-sized. So if you consider the size of a nose on a hippo compared to the size of the hippo itself, like how much grain it would be to be hippo-sized versus, like, peach... That's got to be like a drop of peach in this can. Is that the appropriate compare size comparison? I don't think the nose is the size. I thought we were going to be comparing humongous versus hippo. Like how big is humongous versus hippo? No, I think we're comparing a nose to the size of a hippo. Like the nose on the hippo compared to the whole hippo. <laughs> I mean, we could do that. Does that make sense? It could. It could make sense. Because I would I would agree if if that is the comparison we're making to how much peach I taste versus hops, I would say there's like a drop of peach in here and the rest of it is hops. Just like there's just one nose on a hippo and the rest of it is just hippo. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I don't even know what to say to... We're drinking a hippo. I think yep. I what you're what you're saying reminds me of what uh, my younger brother uh, mentions whenever I talk about Lacroix. <laughs> um, where what was he? I can't remember this this comparison he made. I think I was drinking an orange Lacroix, and he's like, "Yeah, it was made by a guy who was like, mm, I smelled an orange once, and then he made some water." <laughs> And so that sounds a lot, that's what that reminds me of. 
you're not you're not impressed with the nose yeah i wish there was a little more peach i'm not like i'm not upset about it like i think it tastes good i would drink this as like my first like drink around a bonfire or something Mm. like i can imagine this with like we were just talking about hot dogs earlier. I can imagine this with a hot dog on a hot summer day would be very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think there's much peach in there. And maybe I'm asking for too much peach. Mm-hmm. I do really like peaches. Mm-hmm. And I like peach flavored things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I have a really hard time pinpointing where exactly I'd like to drink this. Because I think I'm still... I feel like I would still drink it anywhere. That's good. Um, I also like IPAs and I like hops. I was going to say, after I, I took the first sip and I think, I was thinking, mm, yeah, there's like a light citrus nose to it. Uh, it's kind of refreshing. I get it. And then I let it sit and like how the hops sits in your mouth, like on your tongue, I really like. Mm-hmm. It's It stays with you in a way that I appreciate. Yeah. I feel like in a similar way, if you encountered a hippo, <laughs> that encounter would stay with you for a while. Uh, but maybe n- not in a bad way, just in a way that hippos are yeah. distinct. Yeah, kind of like my my grandma and grandpa went to Alaska one time, and my grandpa had a run-in with a moose, in which they stared each other down before my grandpa quickly got into a, his vehicle. Great. And he talks about that a lot, so I feel like that interaction stayed with him. <laughs> yeah. I feel, aren't, aren't, aren't moose dangerous? They are, and so he was, like, taking a picture of it, <laughs> and then, like, the moose started to, like, I guess, slowly mm-hmm. get closer, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my grandma was like, uh, Wayne, you need to get in the car. We need to go. <laughs> <laughs> So. Did you ever read the book, uh, The Hatchet? That sounds really familiar. In school. I, I think I read it in school. And then we watched the movie. This is, this all could be a fabricated memory. As most of my memories are. But if I'm remembering correctly, mm-hmm. back in my hippocampus, <gasps> Wow, hippos wow. abound. <laughs> anyway, um, I think when I was in middle school, we read The Hatchet, if that's right. And then we watched the movie. And I think in The Hatchet, this guy gets attacked by a moose. Interesting for middle schoolers to read. <laughs> um, he's like he's like alone by himself or something. I don't know if he's like gets lost. I really don't remember the premise of the book. But the thing that stuck with me was we watched the movie and instead of getting in a fight with a moose and almost dying, he gets in a fight with a bear. And I remember being really disappointed and talking to my teacher because I was a square. And I was like, why isn't this like the book? The book is superior. Why is this movie changing such an innocuous detail that they could have followed? And I was, Is that how you sounded like in middle school? That's exactly how I sounded. And I was so upset and... I found out that they had used a bear because you can't train moose and they're actually very dangerous. 
And they had oh. used a bear in filming because you can train bears to not actually like kill you and do <laughs> do acting stuff, I guess. And that's why in the movie they had changed it. And I it's again, disclaimer, this is all a fabricated memory, possibly. But if it's not <laughs> or I guess nevertheless, the memory has stuck with me that moose are dangerous. Don't mess with them. They're even more dangerous than bears. Yeah. So um, That reminds me <laughs> that if you are someone that knew Hannah in middle school and you also have this similar memory, please remember to email us at our new email address, <laughs> which is wellthatwasalot at gmail.com. I love that you're plugging this in the middle of this entire episode. Just in case that... We forget at the end. Yep. And some, you know, someone's listening from Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's town you're from in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I'm not remembering the name of right now. That's fine. Whatever. It's Urbana. There you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> Just in case someone from Urbana is listening who went to middle school with Hannah and can cooperate. That wasn't the right word. <laughs> it's the right word, but you added, but you added some pizzazz and changed some letters around. It's what? corroborate. It's co- 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 cor- cor- corroborate. 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 Co- co- now I'm not sure, because I know it's not co-op, but it doesn't sound right. Corob. I think it is, though, because it would like, be spelled C-O-R-R-A-B-A-T-E, so it'd be corroborate. Oh, I didn't even spell it correctly. Oops, that's awkward. C-O-R-R-O-B-O-R-A-T. Corroborate. It's like Wednesday... It's just like everything that the English language has become too late. This is, I don't want to call back to our last episode, but if you're interested in language, you should email <laughs> Miriam Webster, who we learned in the last episode was two people. Yeah. None of them Webster. Who's- I mean, to be, I think we should clarify, one of us learned it was two people. One you of us already knew was that. strong in their conviction of it already being two people. <laughs> I will say I was the one who was not. I really thought it was Miriam Webster. The one person Miriam. The one person Miriam. Anyway. Doing his job. Or her job. Their job. Their job. Anyway. Is this a good time for a bathroom break? I really think so because I'm super hydrated and you need to. I need a bathroom break. Um, hey listener, maybe this would be a good time for you to take a bathroom break too and like stay hydrated. So if you you don't have to go to the bathroom, maybe like drink a glass of water while yeah. we come back and compose an email to someone. Yeah, maybe us. We'll read it. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) Bye. Okay, Hannah. And we're back. 
Yeah. I'm back. I feel better. You didn't go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere, but I went to the bathroom before we started, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> Great. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, um, I've been sitting here a little nervous. I always, you? I never know where your questions are going to go. And I just, I guess I'm not nervous is the right word. I'm anxious. I'm excited to see what you've chosen to talk about today. Yeah. Well, part of it, the idea for my question actually comes from a story you told me. Mm. Like a couple weeks ago. I honestly don't remember the entire conversation we had. But you said something about someone seeing the two of us while we were walking around and thinking that we were twins. Yeah. We were twins. We were siblings. Sorry, I heard my cat meowing and I instinctively looked at her to see what she was up to. I apologize. Okay. Um, anyway, but someone thought we were twins. And I have twin sisters. Mm-hmm. I am the youngest of three and my older two sisters are twins. And so I... When I was younger, I originally wanted a twin. I no longer feel like that is a desire I have because I've seen, like, what having a twin is like. Oh? And it's not bad. It's just, like, it's just like having any other sibling but closer. And I feel like I got that out of my sibling relationships and out of my friendships, so I don't necessarily need a twin. It's kind of too late for you also. It's a little too late. I was already born 23 years ago. There's nothing that can be undone. (laughs) Yep. Um, Are we just going to let Phoebe, your cat, kind of contribute (laughs) when she needs? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Um. So that leads me to tonight's question. Okay. I feel like, did you have more (laughs) thoughts you wanted to say about, I think we got caught up in you're already born. Yeah. Existence, but. No, I think that's it. That was a good preface. Okay. That was a good preface. I think what I'm going to ask is not necessarily totally related to twins. It's just related to another you. Oh, okay. So. If, say, okay, so say that science had gone far enough and Mm. well enough that they were able to create an entire clone of you, like, cell by cell, it was the same, memory by memory, it was the same, like, it was an identical version of you. Mm -mm. Would it be you? Which I guess gets down to my like farther down question, which is what makes you a you and them your clone of them? Does that make sense? <sighs> Abby, it does make sense. And it makes sense because it's the entire plot of us. You know the movie by Jordan Peele, Us, the one that was really scary and I told you about, and I said don't right. ever watch this because it's terrifying <laughs> and it brings up a lot of questions about existence and how if we tried to clone ourselves, like who is who and who's allowed to be a clone and who's allowed to be the real you. I feel like we've already had this entire discussion before. 
Do you want me to pick another question? <laughs> I have six more. Well, I guess um, I found that the movie Us was... I thought it was so good. It was really thought-provoking and terrifying. Um, I don't think in terms of, like, cinematography, posh, whatever, <laughs> I thought that Get Out was better. But I think the premise of the movie and the questions about who get who like wealth and inequality and who is more important and who's the most important and how are you different and special and are you and you aren't you know and science and the bounds of that i thought that, that was the mo- more thought provoking and deserves to be discussed so i've already had this conversation in my head which means Funnily enough, I'm super prepared for this conversation. Oh, amazing! So that makes me glad. <laughs> if, if you would like to me, if you would like for me to be uh, surprised and unable to, you know, discuss after my thoughts. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not something I necessarily desire. Okay, all right. I, I, I thrive off of the element of surprise. Right. Surprise. I'm I'm glad you've thought. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I really care about. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you would like yeah. decided to talk about it in your brain with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're you. Yep. And you would already come to a conclusion yeah. like then maybe this wouldn't be so interesting. But mm-hmm. I am interested enough to see like what you have deduced from your own because I Conference. really I really can be swayed anyway. Really. <laughs> I have like I am mystified by it. So mm-hmm. I really don't know like which way to go because it makes me think about like the reason that I related to twins, I guess, is because every once in a while my parents will joke about whether they actually mixed up my sisters mm. when they were babies. And so whether Caitlin is Megan and Megan is Caitlin actually oh even though we all know that that's not the case Mm -hmm. because you can very distinctly tell from their baby photos based on their faces now which one is which so i would hope unless but does it like i guess your question is does it matter right because they are who they are they grew up who they grew up as and it's not like they necessarily like their personalities would have been different Mm -hmm. had one of them, if Megan had actually been Caitlyn when she was born and Mm -hmm. Caitlyn had actually been Meg. Yeah. You know? So it's like what necessarily makes you who you are and not someone else. Mm -hmm. And if they were to create another version of you, why wouldn't you be them? And why wouldn't they be you? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get carried away because since this in my mind is tied so closely to the movie Us, I want to answer your question first mm-hmm. before I get tied down in all the implications mm. of mm. the of the social horror drama that is jordan peele's masterpiece right because i'm not so focused necessarily on the implications of creating a clone of you as Mm -hmm. i am like the like at at the core it sounds like you're asking how do you define your identity Mm -hmm. 
what makes you you and not someone else right which also goes with another question that i debated asking are we just gonna ask a lot of questions tonight maybe i thought of a lot of them but it kind of goes with another question that i thought about asking that i was really debating asking about like what how do you know that your views are your own and not influenced by like your like community mm-hmm. or like I should read what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Are any of our views our own or do we inherit them all from our environment and society? Uh before we do you mm, so you pulled out your notes and is there a drawing of a bird with a sweatband on? Maybe. <laughs> what is that bird doing? So is it doing? Is it doing jumping jacks? Is it running? Is it doing athlete? Is it like wearing athleisure? Is that Donald Duck? Also, oh my goodness, Phoebe, why are your toys so loud? I'm so sorry. <laughs> All five people who are listening to this are going to be... <laughs> this is the most chaotic episode we've done thus far, and I feel the least intoxicated i felt the whole time. <laughs> Jeez. Um, anyway, that is a drawing of a bird with a sweatband on. You are correct, Hannah. I was working on a sweatshirt design for a middle school track team, and their mascot was the Eagles. And I thought it would be fun to do an eagle running. But then I quickly learned after sketching, as you can see. No, not that fun. Many. I am not very good at drawing cartoon eagles running. I'm actually really bad. So that idea got ixnade. Very quickly. But, and you just used the page again? Right. I didn't want to, like, you know... Leave your bad sketches Yeah. as the final word. That makes sense. So I decided to write on top of them. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just had to... I, was, I thought maybe you'd been writing the list and then you drew it in your <laughs> meeting and I just needed context. No. So. Okay, so... <laughs> So what you were asking was, nope, I don't. Remind me what, My oh, original... are your thoughts your own? No. Are no. your views your own? No. They're all influenced. None of them are your own. Your yeah. Own. Yeah. Okay. Well, that answers that question. I'm yeah. glad I didn't do that one then. Yeah. Well, I, we could talk about it more because we are who we are, but we are because of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. And we are, our circumstances are defined by the people around us. Right. And, like, I was thinking, Ergo. I was thinking about, you know, like, when bad things or good things happen to you, how, like, that cements, like, things in your head even more. But even that is, like, normally those things happen because someone else did something. Or, like, society, like, societal things happened. And that, like, cemented that view for you. So not even, like, those are necessarily your own. Does that make sense? Mm, I think I'm going to need some specifics. Can you give, like, an example? So, like, 
let's say for example that I'll speak from personal example like say you like grew up in a family where your dad lost his job Mm -hmm. or whatever or a parent lost their job and stuff and like you became like really frugal with Mm -hmm. money Mm -hmm. as like a like Mm -hmm. consequence I guess of Mm -hmm. like growing up without a lot of money or like having that thing happen you know um like that would be a tendency like that you could maybe like claim your own because maybe the rest of your family like doesn't have that kind of like frugal gene but that happened because of circumstances like societal like things happened like your parent got let go from their job Mm -hmm. because someone else like Mm -hmm. made a decision to let them go Mm -hmm. you know and like because because you are who you are mm-hmm. that affected you in a certain way you mm-hmm. took on a lot of guilt or didn't want to become a burden and so you became very aware of the money you were spending and the money you were expecting other people to spend right right and so it was nature versus nurture is nature and nurture right it wasn't necessarily because you were taught to be frugal. It was that something happened mm-hmm. that, like, made you frugal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that was the best example I could have come up with. Mm-hmm. but And it's an example of how you are innately, mm, and I guess we could, this could go into the nature of existence, but you are innately who you are, but you're made that way through other people's actions. Mm-hmm. In addition to your response to the actions that shape you. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily just you that affects who you become. It is a bunch of other things all compiled together on top of each other. Kind of mm-hmm. like Legos. Yeah. Is that the example? I think kind of. Like, the end result of the lego thing that you built structure yeah would be i guess called you (laughs) tagged as you Mm. sold in the lego store as one hannah or one abby but all of the pieces individually that made up that (laughs) lego Lego structure yeah are the things that made a hannah and made an abby that was a really cheesy example but it was one nonetheless was it one not a good one but it was one i thought it was okay actually i'm having a really hard time tracking <laughs> the comparison of that analogy yeah mm-hmm. but i guess that comes down to so you're saying you're sold as a like a loose Lego set? No, I can be a complete one. So you're sold as a complete Lego set? <laughs> and then the Legos are other people and other actions, but all together they're you? Mm-hmm. Oh. Does that make sense now? Um, I see what you're saying. I think for me... I think 
when I try to imagine, when I conceptualize what our existences are, I, I had to do a paper in school once on uh, about what is the soul. And I remember lying on the floor of my room just like it took me so long to write this paper and it wasn't that I didn't want to get a head start on it and be a good student I did but I just hadn't I had no idea where to start <clears throat> and I think it really threw me for an existential loop it was one of the first existential loops I think that I rode around and around and around and around wow. which is now a more common tendency for me but it was the first time I'd ever thought, wow, I have absolutely no idea who I am or what I am or how I am the way I am. And how can I be sure that that is truth? Mm -hmm. How can you be sure that that is truth? You can't. And it was funny because I had to write this paper when I was in my neuroscience class. And when I was learning about neuroscience, which is a very hard science, but at a liberal arts college can be paired in a way, because the brain, we still don't understand all of the brain, and there's some of it that still feels a little mysterious and uh, perhaps spiritual for a lot of people. Uh -huh. And so, how do you how do you how do you define? I mean, there have been studies that show prayer lights up a certain part of the brain on mm -hmm. MRIs, and so how do we know that like talking to God is isn't just brain function. Hmm. And, but, but, but is that a bad thing if it's brain function? Or does that just show hmm. that like God exists in ourselves, which is I think for a lot of people who believe in God, a, a, like a core belief anyway. Um, and so I think it's really hard to say, where is the soul? What is the soul? Who are you? And so I guess what I'm riffing on is your Lego analogy, because in the Lego analogy, you don't have a core being. In the Lego analogy, Ooh. you exist solely from all the things around you, which I think is definitely part of it, but I can't think of the proper analogy right now. But I'm like imagining if yourself is like a glowing orb. I don't know. Okay, let's go, let's go to space because I think for me... <laughs> Space, I had a professor once tell me, space is deep, space is dark, and there's no place to park. <laughs> and I think that's, that's maybe where we should dwell in this discussion, because hmm. I don't understand the self. I don't understand consciousness. And I don't understand mm -hmm. the soul. But I also don't understand space, so it seems appropriate. It but all I guess, works. But yeah. I guess, like, if you consider... Saturn, the one with rings, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Saturn is Saturn, but Saturn is also its rings. So, like when I when I think of the self, I'm like imagining a glowing orb, and the things that happen to you outside of it, your experiences and other people's actions onto you, and your responses. They're all things that gravitate towards this orb, and they get sucked in, and they become part of it, and it changes it on on a fundamental level, but you're still that thing. Uh-huh. Your whole concept of it 
call back to the last episode. What is a plant? You know, is a flower mm-hmm. a flower? Or is the flower just a part of the larger thing? Mm-hmm. Right? So are ourselves like a core thing and then the other things come into it? Uh, uh, your parent losing their job adds, that's an experience that adds part of yourself. It adds a ring on Saturn. It's mm. another ring. I like that. I do think that that is a part that my analogy was missing. Um, but then that goes back mm-hmm. to my original question of like mm-hmm. yeah. what innately makes you you. How do you define selfhood? Like, Mm-mm. nope. It begs the question: like, is the only time you are truly yourself? The moment you're born, because every moment Mm -hmm. after that, from the first moment you're alive to last, like, you are somehow being influenced by the people and things around you. But for that one moment, like, when you're a wee babe, nothing has affected you. Your brain is just your brain, has no thoughts or memories that were (laughs) brought upon by someone around you. They're just, you're just you, question mark? (laughs) I think that there's, there's fault in assuming that the experiences you have that influence from others is a bad thing and that even though it's from something else or someone else it can't it can't be something good or something part of you I think that I think that the way that my parents affected me does make me me Mm -hmm. that is myself Mm -hmm. I I think if you're trying to talk about like yourself as like a pure soul or a pure form, right? I, I don't. I don't think that that because I have not experienced that. I'm not experiencing that. I'm experiencing myself now, which mm-hmm. is being influenced by you and being influenced by this experience. And I still right. consider that my true self. Right. I think I'm going. I think I totally agree with you. I just want to put that outright, that I totally agree with you. I think in the metaphor of the Saturn, I'm saying, like... I'm saying Saturn is Saturn with its rings. It is its true self with its rings. Right, but what about that core? What about... It's just a part of it. That's not the, like, quote-unquote true self? No. No. I'm saying that, no, I'm saying, I think in my original analogy, it's like, there's a part of you that is like, you, I guess like, so I guess it doesn't hold up, maybe, because, I, I, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe next what I said then, because I, I think you are, You can't say that you are anything apart from what 
has been influenced upon you. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't that mean that the Lego analogy would work out? With maybe some minor adjustments. Fine. Fine. You want your original? Is that what you really wanted out of this whole conversation? Your original analogy stands, Abigail. My Saturn (laughs) analogy fails. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. I just wanted to acknowledge that you were so quick to say that my analogy was wrong. When, you know, maybe it holds up better than you thought it did. Not necessarily totally correct. I don't think either of us fully has it. But then again, like we've said, neither of us fully has a grasp of this concept. I didn't even come in here prepared. I just came in here with a question. I had no mental thought about what we were going to go forward with in our conversation. Per our usual standard. That is how I like to come into here, is completely open-minded, because I just like conversing with you. (laughs) And so does Phoebe. So does Phoebe. So. I think if we circle back to your original question of if... Like, is having a clone? I don't know. I think this is one of these situations. I didn't think this would happen, Abigail. What? But I think I'm in a situation where I'm disappointed at the state of my mental acuity in discussing these things. Because I feel like in the fuzziness and the the chillax state (laughs) that I'm in, I feel like I'm grasping at some clarity, but it's also possible that that's what, how can your consciousness describe its own being? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just the way, that's just the uncomfortableness that we're always going to be feeling. Because there's a part of me that wants a clear answer. I mean, when you, when you ask questions, you want a clear answer. Because your original question was, are you, if you, if your clone has the same experiences that you have, are you the same person? Yeah, I guess. Cell to cell, memory to memory. Yeah, whatever, I guess. You're the same? That's, that's what you're gonna say. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) See, I disagree. That's the only thought I came in with was that I I don't think you are them and they're not you. I never watched Us. I'm not a huge... I think maybe you need to because after you've asked this question, I think there's just like a really cynical part. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a really cynical part at the end where I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Because... (sighs) Of course. (laughs) I just... Of course, our lives are destined to be pointless and meaningless, and (laughs) we're not in control of anything. I just, like, I don't like horror movies. I want to state that outright. Unlike Hannah, I don't think existentially super often because I don't like the ambiguity of it. Mm -hmm. It just makes me overwhelmed. 
so I don't know I'm not satisfied with that yeah I guess <laughs> from you but that's okay that's okay if that's your conclusion I think that's the only conclusion I can have I mean what else am I supposed to say like yeah I mean, I, I pride myself on my own self-identity and my specialness. <laughs> I, I like to think that I am a person that is unlike any other. You are. But am I? You are. And you don't have to say that because, you know, I just, you know... So, there's a part of me that wants to think, like, there's a specialness about me that, like, is, un that is untouched by others' experience, like, other experiences and other people and their impression upon me. I'm not afraid of their impression upon me. Mm -hmm. I accept that as fact and as reality, and I welcome it. But I still want a part of me to be, like, special and unique. But is that a reality? No, probably not. And that's, I think, a lot of just, like, my inherent... That's my inherent flaw. It's, that's the oversight I, I tend to have. And so, recognizing that about myself, yeah, sure. I'm not special. If I had a twin that was my clone, it could knock me out and take my life over, and it wouldn't be make any difference. Okay. What's your, why do you not think, why do you think no? Why is that, do you, I, where else can you land at the end of this conversation than, oh well. I think in your discussion about how like we'll never fully like understand consciousness, I, I tie that into the idea of like, in, in like, Christianity, mm -hmm. and I would imagine in other religions as well, but I'm only as well-versed in Christianity, mm -hmm. or I'm only well-versed in Christianity, I'm only slightly versed in other religions, there is this idea that, like, God has set out multiple plans for your life, and you get to choose, like, which one you decide to go down, it's called by a special name. It starts with an A, but I'm just, I'm blanking on it probably because we just consumed a beer. Um, but in that similar way, I feel like brains go down. They have multiple routes of consciousness that they can go down and they choose like one or another and I just think if there was an exact clone of me who had the same memories and, like, the same thoughts and stuff, they would still probably make different decisions than I would make. Is that based on probability? I think maybe a certain, like, in a certain way, yeah. Because, like, I, there are many times where, like, there's necessarily, like, no wrong 
way I can go. It's just that there's multiple like decisions that I could choose to make, you know, Mm -hmm. like I could have chosen today to go to Meyer instead of Aldi, but Mm -hmm. I chose Aldi Mm -hmm. because I was there, you know, Mm -hmm. or (laughs) I could have, you know, chosen to go to a different college Mm -hmm. and then that Abby would not have met you. Mm-hmm. That Abby would have lived an entire different reality, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, like, if there was a clone of me, I doubt probability-wise she would make the same decisions. Even if we had the same memories, we had the same things. Because I'm t- sometimes just making decisions based on a gut feeling, <laughs> you know? Or what sounds best in that direct moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not making them based on logic. Mm-hmm. But if it's if your clone is the same person as you, wouldn't you have the same gut feelings? And I think no. Mm. I think if <laughs> if we took one Abby. And we started her going west, and we took another Abby, started her going east, they would end up at completely different things at the end of their life. Like, they would end up completely different people. Does that make sense? Okay. (laughs) I was not anticipating a globe-trotting example. Just even literally going down the street. Like, everything I feel like in life is like based off of like what they call it i think a lot of times is like the butterfly effect where like if a butterfly flaps its wings it can change the weather patterns (laughs) which is just speaking for like a larger like effect called the mandala effect which is named after nelson or Mandela effect, sorry, because it's named after Nelson Mandela and whether he actually died in prison or not because some people, like, have realities in which they remember him dying in prison and others have realities in which he served as president and, like, lived a longer life and then died at the actual time that a lot of people think he died at. Anyway, it's a whole thing. But it's, like, based on the idea that, like, Things can change at a moment's notice and then change the entire course of reality. So yeah, I think that I would be different than my clone. (laughs) That's my decision. You're just scratching at like an entirely different fabric of reality. That's, That's an entirely different... I really, I don't, sure, okay. It's okay if you don't agree with me. We I can just, dis- we can disagree. That's like the whole point of the podcast, isn't it? To disagree? To have discussions about it. Not necessarily to come to a general conclusion, that's the same. I just don't think I was ready to think about alternate realities. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking in terms of alternate realities. Okay. And I think you framed it in a way that you're like, also, I, what? Nelson Mandela, people remember him dying in prison? 
Yeah, it's the same thing as like people remember the Berenstein Bears being spelled with an E or an A. And they think that's reflective of an alternate reality that happened that a lot of us apparently lived in at the same time. I can't. And then there are some books that are published with the E and some that are published with the A. And so some people think that they like carried their books back from the alternate reality to here, even though like the publisher says it's always been an A, but a lot of people remember it being an E. It's a whole thing. Abby, I know this is supposed to be a lot, but I think I've reached the point where this is too much. (laughs) And I don't know if it's because it's my bedtime. (laughs) But this was so interesting. I appreciate you coming up with this question in your meeting. Thank you. I appreciate that person thinking that we were twins that one day. I really think they just said siblings. Oh, but also, well, it's possible that was an alternate reality in which I experienced siblings and you experienced twins. Well, I wasn't there when they talked to you about it, but maybe it was an alternate reality where you explained that's it as twins. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's a possibility. Well, that's going to wreck my entire evening. Yeah. Just thinking about that, lying in bed. What is ultimate <laughs> truth? Mm, great question. It is. Well, thanks for coming on this journey with us. Yeah. I wouldn't apologize, but you, you chose apologize. to. <laughs> what? So, they chose to come here. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, we didn't we say at the very beginning, not knowing where this would go, I said, wow, I can't promise anything except that this will be a lot. Mm-hmm. We delivered on our promise. That was a lot. Kudos to us. Um, you already repped our email. I did. I'll rep it one more time, which is, well, that was a lot at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts on existence or alternate realities, or if you have a vote on whose analogy of the self is better, you know, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> or if you have any questions or drink recommendations mm. for next time, we're always willing to take them. That's true. That's also true. So... Um, Hannah, do you want to talk us out? Talk us out? You don't want me to speak our catchphrase over the microphone to you again quietly? I don't know if I will even remember it ever again. That's why I'm (laughs) passing the baton to you. I do think I... Thank you. That's me catching the baton. I think I remember it, but I just want you to say it anyway. Well, friends... I'll say then that we'd like you to keep asking questions and have a drink on us. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs)